Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast talking gaming news, upcoming releases, and various topics on all things in the gaming industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he is number 12 in the world for SA2, Sonic Adventure 2, Hero Story, and the world record holder for the fastest time in Kabuki's A Clash, a <laughs> minigame, and Sonic, uh, Sonic, Mario and Sonic, it's Emerald! Hello! Yeah, it's great Hello. to be here. Hello! Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I've never done one of these before, so it was a really cool opportunity to be able to be on the show. Excellent. Oh, it's a, it's a, we have a fun show in store, and since you're a brand new guest, we get to play Selection Screen, a segment we haven't played since, I want to say, oh, this, we haven't played it since the second annual sports episode, because Ooh. we had a couple new guests there, but uh, I want, I'm going to ask you some questions. I want your favorite video game, your favorite video game character, your favorite game soundtrack, and since we're at the end of 2020... What uh, you're looking forward to the most in 2021? Um, okay. Um, well, to start out, for sure, my favorite game of all time is uh, Wind Waker. And actually, more specifically, I actually prefer the HD version, the one that's on the Wii U, which I know can be a little bit controversial because, you know, we all know how great the Wii U did and how most people's opinions on the Wii U is. However, I mean, the Wii U as a console is... Uh... Eh, but it has some great games yeah it has great games and it's a great like virtual console machine but i mean otherwise yeah i mean there there is it doesn't have a very great expansive library but wind waker hd was just so great um it took my favorite game from my childhood and just uh they made it better they made it look better they made uh a lot of quality of life uh decisions that like uh improved the game overall like the triforce quest i don't know if you're familiar with that it used um, to be like a like a hassle. There were like so many pieces of it, and then they just changed it to like three yeah. of them. Uh, well, I don't remember. I don't remember how much like smaller they made it, but they made it definitely way less of a hassle. Because I yeah. even remember being a kid needing to look up online how to figure out where I found all like the charts for it, because you had to find these charts for the Triforce pieces in in order to find them. So right, um, and it's it's the same kind of deal in the hd version but they made it like way more simplistic so i feel i feel like that game and along with maybe the twilight princess hd will eventually make their way to the switch oh gosh i would love that i would love for that to happen because i remember seeing this post on reddit like long ago of like there's like only like a little less than like 20 games that are like still on the wii u exclusively that haven't been ported to the switch yet Wow, I didn't realize it was yeah. that that little. It's not a lot. I think it's like those two, Xenoblade X, and like a couple others, like Smash. But like certain ones are like they're probably not going to get ported because there's already a version of that game on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be nice if they did port it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. You know, like. But honestly, honestly, um. Uh, I guess Zelda's twenty talk... fifth is next year anyway. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Chance. I'm thinking that yeah. like potentially co- going into next year that we could see something like that from Nintendo, yes. like bringing some of the old Zelda games uh, and porting at least the HD versions to the Switch. I could definitely see them doing it. I don't know how much work that would be, but I feel like it would be pretty easy. 
don't know. It would be it would be pretty good. Uh, favorite game character. See, this one's pretty hard because you know I have had many different favorite characters growing up, um, but I guess if I have to pick one, it might be it's it's kind of I, I know this is kind of a cop out, but I'm picking between either Sora from Kingdom Hearts or actually. Uh, you know, I, I used to like Shadow more than Sonic, but I think I actually like Sonic more uh, at this point. Which, of course, haha, he runs Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Sonic is his favorite character. But, like, no, like, I really thinking about, like, just main characters in video games growing up, he has definitely, like, been, like, a positive uh, role model, I guess, in a, in a way, because of, like, his, like, attitude towards, like, situations and stuff. And it's definitely you know, good to have a person or character to look towards um, in a positive way like that, that like just kind of like when whatever the situation is, he, he's like, whatever, I got to do this, this thing and like uh, get through it uh, with my friends, whatever, like very cheesy. But and it's the same thing with Sora, you know, like he uses the power of friendship and the power of light and like all that stuff, which is like cheesy, but it's it's positive. So I think it's a good thing. As he says in the Coliseum in Cage One, that's the power of the Keyblade. Yeah. <laughs> Take a shot every time you're doing the solo runs of the Coliseum for every time he says that. Yeah. Well, I, it's, the, the it's, thing is a lot. The thing about like Kingdom Hearts is it's definitely a really cheesy game, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Sonic's any less cheesy either. But like, uh, I, again, I, I've just like growing up really connected with those characters, and I really enjoyed playing their game. So I think if I have to make the decision it has to be between those two that's a good that's a good choice a good choice of characters uh favorite soundtrack uh this one is also very difficult because uh because of the amount of different games i've played um there's just a ton of osts like that i really really enjoy but i think the ones that are the one that has been the most consistent overall for me is actually pokemon um, Pokemon, I've, I've played a lot of Pokemon games and, um, I don't, there's tons of, you know, al- almost every Pokemon game that I've played has had a good OST. I don't think I've played a Pokemon game where I've been like, man, I don't really like the music in this game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. and I could say that for a lot of game series, but then there's like certain songs in certain games. I think that fall a little flat for me, but then like. For Pokemon, it's just like kind of the gift that keeps on giving in a way because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this song is so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good, you know? So Yeah, I absolutely know that. I, f- I felt that way. And like one of my favorite tracks from the franchise is Mirror B's theme in XD. Mm-hmm. It's just, mmm. It's like, where did this delicious. come from? This is so good. <laughs> it's delicious. And I want I want a third, a third XD type game. I just want I just want a third one. I think it's possible. I know it'll, but... I, yeah, it's possible, but I know it'll probably never happen. Yeah. Which is a sad moment, but I want it so bad. I just want to go back to Ore and just see what they can do with it on the Switch. It would be so cool. I think I, I think best case scenario we can get like maybe like a remake of yeah the, that would be nice already too. exist. Um and like uh, I think that's the most likely scenario, but getting a brand new one I think is kind of a low chance at this point unfortunately yeah and lastly what are you looking forward to in 2021 the most currently Um, well i am really really looking forward to what sega has actually in store for sonic and 
not just because I'm a Sonic fanboy in a, in a sense, but also because it's going to be really cool um, for the stream. Because like you know, I'm basically a Sonic speedrunner for the most part, and um, seeing a ton of like new Sonic stuff come out, uh, whatever the game is, I plan to play it on stream because I think it'll be great. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if there's any new like Sonic games to like speedrun or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be cool. Yes. Uh, and I know that they had like a ton of announcements that were kind of like planned for this year, but obviously, you know, the virus came through and then just the gaming world came to a bit of a, 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 a screeching halt for a little bit. So, I mean, it's totally understandable. Yep. Thankfully we had Jeff Keighley, our savior to bring us summer games fest to, keep the gaming ball rolling oh yeah 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 and, and we still had some games come out this year too so oh, yeah like... we, we have a lot there this year uh we'll be talking about this next year uh come uh 2021 episodes of the year in review episode uh to look forward to hearing all the games that did come out this year that have been certified bops mm-hmm. according to tony and his <laughs> ragtag team of gamers mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> But yeah, I think I think for me, that is what I'm the most looking forward to. But of course, also too, like um, there is the potential next year of like a new Zelda game. And like people have been whispering about like potentially a new Mario game, you know. So like if if that's the case, I think it's going to be a really great year for games next yeah, year. Is, yeah. Next year, like if 2020 has been a great year for games already, but 2021 has so much potential already. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, with that, we're going to move on to our Getting Comfy segment and talk about a little thing. Uh, we're both Twitch streamers here, mm-hmm. and uh, we both uh, have received some emails from Twitch uh, because uh, Twitch is going to be unveiling their new uh, hateful conduct and harassment policy uh, January 22nd, 2021. Uh, they sent the email out and the blog post about it now, so streamers can start getting in that mindset and make changes now before it starts running out if you know those issues persist with some streamers i think something like this um is always a a step in the right direction uh for sure because like you know there a lot of little things um kind of get on what's the word they don't really get punished for certain things like i think the whole idea of like uh, the like sexual harassment thing kind of in streams where it's just like, you know, people are like telling streamers they're like really attractive and then like doing it on a repeated basis, even after asked to like stop. I think that was always like a, a really weird gray area because like it's not necessarily like they're doing anything wrong and they're complimenting you, but they're just making the streamer feel uncomfortable, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm glad that they even clarified that that should be not just that like it should be for everybody because I feel like maybe um, some of like the bigger streamers were probably able to get away with that. And then it becomes like um, I forget exactly what the word is, but it's like a, a power, a power, this level of power difference or something like um, like a big streamer going into a small streamer uh, chat and then constantly like uh, calling them like attractive and stuff. It's like you as the small streamer, you feel like you can't like stop them because it's like nice that this big streamers in your chat and stuff like that you know yeah um and like in a way you feel like it's going to be beneficial for you to like have that there but in reality they their their intentions are much more predatory and like um i think that's definitely a good thing right 
So like stepping in this direction is good. And of course, the like bans on Confederate flag, like that's a no brainer in my mind. Yeah, that is absolutely a no brainer with the way the world has gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, but the thing that I don't necessarily like is I feel like this is like, although it's a good thing to happen, it's just like it feels like we're kind of just pushing the the DMCA thing kind of under the rug a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Side. Yeah. Um. But uh, again, this is something that like I don't feel like anybody should be against um, moving forward. It's it's time to stop the hardcore simp's from hardcore simping. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, with that, uh, if you want to check out the official blog post, Twitch has uh, it's on their site, and you can look it up via Google or just find it somewhere on the Twitch site itself. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, and with that, we are going to jump into the week in review, uh, where we talk about uh, all the news that came out this past week. Uh, I do have to put a disclaimer here, though. Uh, we do not have any results on the Game Awards from uh, as we are recording before they have happened. So next mm-hmm. week, uh, there will be a recap of the Game Awards. Uh, so I will start with this, then. Who do you think the Smash character reveal is going to be? Because Nintendo put out a tweet this morning that yeah. they are revealing a new character at the Game Awards. Uh, I saw that. And, you know, at this point, uh, it's pretty much a toss up, right? Like uh, it could be really anybody like most every characters on the table, except I think I think they actually uh, at one point said that like Sora wouldn't be a character that they would put in Smash because of like, no, I I think I remember hearing like reading an article about it. uh, And I assume it's because of like his ties to Disney and stuff like that. And like, blah 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 but i mean if there was one i would want in it would be him but as far as a character that i think will be in i think it's a really good chance we could see dante i i I really do um and like i'm not i've actually never played any of the games in like the devil may cry series but like uh yeah but like uh he's a pretty well loved character and I think, uh, you know, I have seen him in like Marvel versus Capcom three and stuff. I think he'd be a cool character. Um, but I definitely think it, I, I definitely think he is a possible one. And that's like my guess, I guess, for now. I think another plus side of Dante getting in is we also get Devil May Cry music. Oh, yeah, that'd be sick. I, I have heard some of the Devil May Cry music. It is pretty good. It is good music, like legit. I was going because I have a D&D campaign that I've been running for couple weeks it's i feel like it's it's been a while now we ended the first one uh because it came to a natural close and then i took like two weeks off and then we started up again i can't remember how long it's been going on but like mm-hmm. i redid the music for that and like i have some devil may cry themes in there because it's just it's real good yeah, yeah yeah that's sick i didn't know um you added music with it i've only done so i haven't done a lot of dnd uh i've only done actually one campaign that we never even really finished because it was like during quarantine and we all had time for it and then like then we had a lot of us had to start working so we couldn't like really like keep up with it but uh i didn't know people use music and stuff that sounds really really cool oh yeah i have a there's a a groovy bot that you can install on a discord server Mm -hmm. um and uh you just type in commands and he'll play youtube links um music and so i have like background music going some battle themes when there's a fight going on specific character themes for certain characters it's, yeah. it's really cool. It brings that immersion a little bit up to yeah, another level. I was about to say, I'm sure it makes it way more like immersive and stuff. 
Anyway, on to the news uh, this week. Uh, in the games department, we had some big games come out this past week. Uh, Cyberpunk did not get delayed, and it is out. It came out. People are playing it. It's really good. Uh, as well as Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 and Shakes on a plane, a overcooked style co-op game, except you're on a plane and you're a flight crew. Those were uh, some of the games that came out. Uh, Cyberpunk. Excited, Em? Yeah, well, so Cyberpunk is one of those games, especially since now, like, uh, we, you even made the joke about it actually came out. See, that's like the thing that I was kind of worried about looking at it, um, because like Cyberpunk is like the idea of it's always been cool to me because it's been a very like hyped up game. Um, and CD Projekt Red, Red is obviously known for being a great like developer. Um, but like the these these delays, man, uh, I mean, obviously, like uh, it's, it's kind of telling of like how like a game is going to like come out. Like obviously, like right now, it seems like uh, there's some some mixed opinions on like at least the different versions like the base uh, console versions, I think, are really struggling with uh, like loading in textures. Like the draw distance is really bad and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, otherwise, I haven't heard too much. I've really tried not to spoil myself too much, just in case I do want to see it. I might or play it. I might look at some reviews before I play it. But I wasn't as hyped up for Cyberpunk as a lot of other people, just because I was weary of it. You know, that's fair enough. That's f- very fair. I myself and probably not getting it until i maybe get like a next gen console or a good pc mm-hmm. because I, i'm terrified to run that on my ps4 <laughs> yeah no, no well, lie i'm a bit uh it, it struggles running yakuza a bit as it just makes a very loud jet noise when i run yakuza oh yeah um, yeah the the ps4 is kind of known for that when it's running some like high uh, harder yeah. to handle games you know yeah um, very much so i've also heard on twitter um that people like i only saw this one tweet about it it's like people what are people's thoughts on it and then somebody replied and was like well it seems like right now it's going to be like the witcher 3 where it's like uh the release is not very great but like it could potentially be an amazing 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 game like after it gets like patched up a little bit um so i feel like that's definitely going to be the case with this game yeah, and that's fine. I mean, like, I guess if patches make it better uh, in the long run, then maybe it'll be as great of a game as The Witcher 3. Yeah. Uh, on to the news this week. Uh, Microsoft has said that Halo Infinite will be coming out in fall 2021. Pushing that back Dude, pretty that's so far. Long. Yeah, yeah. It's so long since the release of the Series X. It's literally there. There, it sounds like they're either planning for it a year after the launch, or like, like, pretty much after, uh, like, over a year after. Yeah. Um. Not, that that's scary, dude. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a bit, a bit more delayment news, the Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake has now been delayed to March 18th, when it was originally set for a January 2021 release. Uh. In Predator Hunting Grounds news, Marshawn Lynch is officially a character in the game playing as Dante Beast Mode Jefferson, and he uses a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marshawn Lynch being everywhere. Uh, I, I can't, he's a football player. I can't remember for what team though, because I don't follow sports all that much. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know he is a football player, but I don't. I don't follow much sports either. But 
I think it's kind of cool, I guess, that they're doing that. But I th- always think it's really goofy when they add like athletes in the games like that or like yeah. celebrities. Yes, very much so. Uh, in Star Wars news, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 is coming to mobile devices December 18th for 15 bucks, uh, which is kind of fitting because this past Sunday, I believe, was its uh, anniversary, like its yearly anniversary. So uh, hmm. that's uh, cool. It's, I can't remember how long. I think it's like 17-ish years, 16, 15, around wow. that time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World it will officially be coming back January 14th uh, as Ubisoft made an announcement about the game, uh, which is nice. I'm looking forward to that because the game used to be available, uh, and then they took it off everywhere and you couldn't find it, and now it's back. It's coming back better than ever. I'm excited because Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and in Nintendo news, good old Nintendo... Uh, They've been their uh, own worst enemy for a little bit while, and people are upset about it. This has been a developing story. Uh, First, uh, they canceled a Melee tournament um, because they were using an emulator to run the game because literally that's the only way they could have run it right now with COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then uh, some Splatoon 2 players protested that by giving themselves some Melee names or stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, they so the the teams there, what they did was like they um there was a finals for a tournament and all the teams were like entering the like online thing with like different forms of like free melee and like save melee, like with the hashtags. And then like uh, even one of the teams had like just a Twitter link that was just to a save melee tweet, which is, is like really, really cool. Like shout outs to the Splatoon community, like trying to back up the Smash community. I think that's super, super dope. And uh, in response, Nintendo just canceled the event. Yeah, that that's very petty. <laughs> it's so petty of them, but hey, it's it is what it is. I guess they didn't want to like look bad after like they had to double down, you know. Yeah. Uh, third, Nintendo has been taking down some music uh, from Mario Kart Wii, Super Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, and a few others off of YouTube. Uh, that mostly, uh, yeah. That that's kind of scary, dude. Because like, if if we're talking about it from like the perspective of like streaming and stuff like that, that might mean that in the future they might start like trying to DMCA people for like playing Nintendo music on their like streams and stuff, which is, which is not, it is super, super scary because a lot of people are thinking like that mostly video game music is safe on Twitch at the moment because of like the recent, uh, like DMCA, uh, things that have been happening. So I don't know. Like, I really hope it doesn't come to that. I really hope maybe this is just a one-time thing on for YouTube specifically for the videos, but I guess time will tell. And there is a fourth one that I did forget to write down. Uh, Etika Joy-Cons for Joy-Con Boys. Our, uh, Nintendo is uh, putting a stop to those. Yeah, that's... Uh, mostly that's, the full Joy-Cons, um, uh, to my uh, to, for what I was able to dig up. Uh, if you get, like, Joy-Con, like... Uh, what are they called? Like tops for them, like that you can clip onto the Joy-Con. Those mm-hmm. are still fine, but like full-on Joy-Cons, n- no, you can't anymore. Hmm. I don't know. I, to me, it's it's kind of like a sore spot because like not only is Nintendo doing all this stuff like with like Smash and everything, because like you know I I relate to that because I have a background in competitive Smash Brothers and like um it, it's really like 
crazy to see that like Nintendo's coming after them, but like to see that they're coming after kind of something that was meant for charity, especially from a creator that I've like really like looked up to. And like, uh, when I was younger, like I used to watch Etika's videos as soon as they dropped, like every single time. Cause I, I really, I really, really enjoyed his content. Um, and to see that they're like, kind of like doing, uh, like taking down something like this for charity and like in his memory, it just like, I don't know if like, maybe if I had like a different perspective on Etika, if I would have like a different opinion, but because like, I really looked up to him, I'm like, this is just so dirty, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely feel the same. I, I, my thing is at least you can still get like a thing that is Etika on a Joy-Con, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it's not as to cool take as any part like, of it down. Yeah. To take any part of it down, in my opinion, is like wow, that's that's so crazy that they took this down, even though it was for charity and in like in honor of somebody who has like since passed and stuff, you know. So, yep, good old Nintendo. Hopefully, you know they uh stop stop it. Get some help. Get get your act together, Nintendo. Jesus Christ. Like, your social media is, like, good, but then you do this, and then it's just, ha. Yeah. Uh, it's, almost like, it's almost like YouTube, in a sense, of just, like, kind of just uh, not great. Yeah. Uh, in uh, some theft news, over $300,000 of RTX 3090s were stolen out of a warehouse in China. That's a, that was about forty crates worth of goods. That's that's so insane. They had to have some crazy planning for that. <laughs> like I, wa- that, I want to know what that plan was. And I want to know why I wasn't there. invited. Yeah, that no, that's a real heist though. That's like really like crazy that that happened. But I mean, they are a very hot ticket item at the moment. So. Uh, in uh, Ooblets news, Ooblets, the very popular s- game that uh, combines Stardew Valley, Pokemon, and uh, Harvest Moon. Uh, their second seasonal update has been rolled out, adding some new winter themes and new winter-themed content, which is very nice and bubbly and adorable. Go dance battle with them, Ooblets, kiddos. Uh, in Forza Horizon 4, uh, they have added a new stunt map maker mode and a new playlist to race on cr- custom maps. And all that fun shenanigans. Uh, in Dragon Quest XI news, the original version of the game is no longer on Steam, uh, making Dragon Quest XI S the the, Steam, the new version only for the Steam, um, which is uh, basically a, a Switch port on Steam with what I remember of how it gets. It's basically eleven uh, S on everything else aside the Switch is just a port of the Switch version. Which is very weird. It's uh yeah, like the the S version. So I I played uh the version on the Switch. Um, great game by the way. I absolutely yeah. adore Dragon Quest Eleven. It is um, an amazing game. First Dragon Quest game I've ever played, but definitely a great one. Um, but uh the S version has the like orchestral music as opposed to the MIDI music that was like the original Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, and it also had like a little bit of extra content with like the, you can like play like the 2d style of fighting yeah, or whatever, which, switch between the two. Yeah. Uh, I which know I've that never one actually of the big, used, but yeah. Uh, one of the big differences between the two is there's a, qu- a side quest that got cut entirely, uh, where you use the, the crossbow to actually shoot targets out in the world. 
Uh, that's oh, wow. not in. I don't even yeah. think I even played that. That's so cool. Yeah, it's not in the S version at all. It was only in the original. Oh wow. Well, um, that getting to Steam is like really cool. I'm kind of actually jealous because I, you know, playing on the Switch, it's like obviously not the most like powerful machine. Uh, it was still a good experience on the Switch, but like, and I'm like, dang, I really wish I could have played uh, the S, the like definitive edition, the S version on uh, Steam. Uh, in Games Pass news, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate users will be able to play games via the cloud on their Apple iOS devices in spring 2021. Uh, expanding that uh, Ultimate Games Pass Ultimate to do more things. And lastly, in the news department, the Yakuza 15th anniversary live stream that happened on the 8th. Nothing new got announced, sadly. Um, they showed off the new logo that they're using for the 15th anniversary, all that hype and jazz. And then they mostly just, uh, uh, we got news that like Yakuza four, uh, was originally set to be a spinoff. Um, and not like a main series game. Uh, but they, uh, decided now that let's, uh, make it a main series game. And in Japan, uh, the games actually had like subtitles of like what their, what the game was like Yakuza seven or which for us is like a dragon. It was like Yakuza seven of light and darkness. And so each game from four onward had like a little title uh, like that. But uh, that was about it. Nothing new got got announced, which makes Tony very sad because he loves Yakuza. Um, and that's it for main news. On to the draw of the deck this week in Pokemon TCG news. Uh, we got more details on Shining Fates, which will be coming out on February 19th, 2021. Over 100 Pokemon will have their Shining Forms on the cards, which is very cool. And uh, while, like, main tins and main things will be out on the 19th, the mini tins and premium collections won't be out until March 5th for the set. No Yu-Gi-Oh! news this week. Uh, and in Magic the Gathering news, you have, uh, when you're hearing this podcast, uh, you'll have uh, this day and I think tomorrow as well to get those pre-orders in for the Happy Little Gathering cards, which are the special land cards that are painted by Bob Ross that or use his artwork. Um, so get those if you want the physical copies, or, you know, you can use them for free in, uh, the Magic the Gathering arena, uh, because they're on there as well. And that's it for the news this week. On to On Your Radar for the games coming out this upcoming week. There's not a lot. Uh, there's literally only four games, and one of them is mostly an update. Uh, no <laughs> games for Monday, but on Tuesday, Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend comes out for the Switch. It's the Game Boy Final Fantasies coming, getting remade, kind of, sort of. Not really. Um, then you got Wednesday, uh, Marvel Realm of Champions comes out for mobile. Uh, and MXGP 2020 comes out for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And GTA Online, the Kayo Perico Heist uh, makes its way uh out uh adding the new heist into the game and those are the games coming out not a lot legit it's end of the year time uh and i think next week there's only like one or two games coming out uh for like the following following week so that makes sense uh, there, needed uh, to be, there needed to be time of the year for just kind of dead time honestly after like the whole pandemic and everything so yeah and uh, it's it's the end of the year as well, so it's expected. Yeah, yeah, of course. All the holiday releases are like, sorry, all the all the holiday like stuff has already been announced, and like people know like 
what to buy now and like they they try to get it out before now so that they can buy it for christmas and everything yes so uh, and with that it's time to head this week in the game lounge uh we've got some good topics this week and uh i think we're gonna start with the big one of what emerald does uh every sunday uh thursday on twitch which is speed run heck yeah uh speedrunning is very very sick i i fucking oh i love it dude can i say the f word i just said it oh no, yeah yeah you know. you're allowed to i i guess i never told you before I, yeah you're allowed to swear on here i yeah. fucking love speedrunning dude it's so great it's such a cool thing so why what got you into speedrunning in the first place uh well so a uh, little emerald i think back in like i want to say 2013 or so that's when I made my uh, Emerald account. Now I don't remember if that's exactly when I started like watching Twitch, but I think it was. Um, I, I I stumbled upon Twitch and like actually the first couple streams I like stumbled upon were uh, Worcester. He's a Pokemon speedrunner, and he's been around for a while. He's been he was running uh, one of the random Pokemon games, and I was like, what's he doing? Why is there a timer? Like, what is the point? And then like I realized he was just like going through the game as quick as possible, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool idea. But then what really sold it for me was I saw um, Narcissa Wright, formerly Cosmo. Uh, she was doing runs of, uh, I think, Ocarina of Time. Or it might have been Wind Waker, one of the two. I definitely remember it was a Zelda game. And seeing a Zelda speedrun absolutely blew my mind because there was so many like tricks and glitches and stuff and really big like sequence breaks and stuff that really got me intrigued in the idea of like speedrunning, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, they're like skipping so much of the game. Like this, this part took me so long. Like, I can't believe they're doing this like so quickly. And from there, I was, I was pretty much sold and I like wanted to watch more and more speedruns uh, just all over Twitch. So. so that's how you got into it. So what led to the decision of speedrunning Sonic Adventure 2? Uh, so that specifically, um, I think a lot of people have the similar story from what I can tell in the SA2 community. Uh, and it's, uh, they saw Talon, um, Talon2461. He's a, he's a pretty uh, prolific uh, Sonic Adventure 2 speedrunner. He is like the guy that kind of at this point that you think of if you think about SA2 speedrunning. Um, he's just the biggest there is. He still does it. He does like 180 emblem runs, the very like the basically the 100% version of Sonic Adventure 2. Um, but I, I saw his, uh, streams back in like, I want to say like 2014 back when he was like really seriously running like hero story, uh, consistently. And I would like wake up in the mornings and he would be doing runs and like, uh, Sonic adventure Two. Like I played it when I was six years old and it's always been probably my favorite Sonic game. And like, um, it's always had like a very like special place in my heart. So then to see just th that the game also ended up being just a super sick speed game that has like a ton of like skips and like just like because it's a Sonic game too. Um, the whole point of Sonic is like to go fast, right? So the idea of being able to speed run a Sonic game, which is like taking that and then pushing it to its limit, I think is like very, very, very uh, cool, you know? So Talon, I guess, is the one that got me into running SA2 for sure. And how long did it initially take you when you started running SA2 to when you got your 23? Mm -hmm. uh, wow, that took a very long time. And uh, to be fair, um, there was a lot of breaks 
uh, thrown in there. And I didn't necessarily go about practicing in the right way. Um, when it comes to like uh, practicing anything, um, I think it goes to like, I, I really to sports a lot because I, I grew up playing baseball. I played baseball for like 15 years. Um, you have to get into like an athletic mindset uh, to get into like a competitive mindset. So like you have to do good practice if you want, like you can't just practice without thought. You have to have meaningful, good practice at what you need to improve on. And for me, I didn't do that for a long time. Um, I literally just uh, would stream runs and that was it. Like I, I wouldn't really practice off stream ever. Like when I sat down to stream, I was like, okay, this is my time to play SA2. Um, so uh, the the long and short of it is basically that. And then uh, it's, it's taken me like four years with like, I think two years of sprinkled in breaks total, uh, in there. And actually on steam right now, I just looked at it last night. Uh, I'm very close to 2000 hours, but, um, I would say like, I think I got my 23 back when I had like 1200 hours. So now that I have my 23 and I'm grinding for the 22, uh, in the game, it's taking me a lot more time because now I really have to perfect a lot of tiny things. Um, and also get good RNG <laughs> in runs and stuff. So uh, it can be it can be a grind for sure, but it it, it takes a while. But it it really depends on what kind of game you're doing. You know, I think anybody can get good at SA2 with enough practice. Yes, and you run other games aside from SA2, uh, including Sonic Heroes, uh, Odyssey, and Mystery Dungeon. Mm-hmm. what uh what was the process of like getting into those like what made you select those games over others uh to speed run them so yeah um well i'd say the process is different for different games uh there's a there's a really funny story for pokemon mystery dungeon because actually my mod in my stream my moderator uh Drusami, uh he speed runs pokemon mystery dungeon as well um and he actually has like a top 10 time in that game and his thing was he really wanted to get people to like try the run so for that one specifically he actually uh kind of bribed me in a way to try to uh try it. he was like i'll donate to your stream if you do a run of it and i was like uh okay whatever that's fine because pokemon mystery dungeon is always i i grew up playing that game i love it so i, I was down to give it a shot but for other games um the way that i kind of like pick i would say is I watched do it's the question is is like do I like the game? Yes. Okay. Well, do I like the speed run of it? Um, well, let me look. Um, and then also while looking if I like the speed run, I also check to see how long it is because for me, I don't personally like running very long games because, you know, there are speed runs of games where like they can range very highly anywhere from like a game that's like only like 20 to 30 seconds or a run that's like 15 hours you know um it really depends on the game and how developed it is as a speed game so for me the cutoff is definitely five hours i would never run a game that is going to take me more than that on my first attempt because generally when i stream um my longest streams will go to like six to like eight hours so then realistically i only get like one real attempt at a run like that. So I definitely look towards the shorter games. Um, and honestly, that's pretty much it. I mean, like, uh, and it, it sounds like a lot, but I really feel like it's not too much. It's just like, those are definitely the things that are at the front of my mind when picking a game. Yes. Uh, you, you hold a world record. Uh, 
uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, in a mini game, a very uh, Mimi world record for sure. Um, uh, yeah. So, what was that whole experience like? So that is also a very funny story. Um, so the the mini game that I hold a world record in is called Kabuki's a Clash, and that's in Mario and Sonic at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. So it was the most recent one that came out. Um, and I had played through the game, and there was this mini game that like I felt like I did really well in in the story mode. Uh, called Kabukiza Clash. You literally just play as Tails, and it's like an archery game where you just like use the analog sticks and aim and shoot at these like uh, these uh, egg pawns that are like similar to the ones that are in Sonic Heroes. Um, and I got like a pretty good time, and I was like, I wonder if anybody's uploaded any times of this on speedrun.com. So I checked, and then I was like, Oh wow, that's world record. Okay, cool. So I, I like just uploaded that time by itself, but then Savic saw that I had a time. Like had the world record and Savic, who is also uh, a Sonic Adventure 2 speedrunner, um, he was like, I'm going to beat this time because he had the game. He already he had already played it on the stream. He was like, I'm just going to beat it. And he did. So then it became this whole back and forth of like trying to lower the Kabukiza Clash world record. And it's, it's a very silly game. It only takes like a minute. It's like a very RNG heavy because like um, the robots that you shoot actually hold up iron balls over their head. And when they pull it, you can uh, kill them in one shot because then they'll drop on their head when you hit them. Um, but it is completely random every time during the waves when they pull the ball. So that just became just a really funny back and forth rivalry between Savic and I to see who could get the best time. And uh, right now, currently, I have the best time, uh, the world record in that. And it really is just a matter of uh, I don't think Savic will really challenge it unless he really, really wants to, because uh, it is just doing rolls over and over again for good RNG for the most part. So so it's a knuckle stage. <laughs> Basically, I mean, it's it's like just a glorified knuckle stage in a way, but it's not even glorified because I think knuckles RNG is like way cooler because you have to like change your routes and have really cool different movement. And it's like, for this one, it's like, did they pull the balls fast? No. Reset. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> you gotta get those fast balls. Yeah, we gotta go for the quick balls on the for the world record, you know? You gotta so. get the quick balls for the world record. Um, for how long you've had you have been speed running, um, have there been any like severe mental challenges that you've had to go through and uh do you find uh there are highs and lows when, while you've been speed running mentally? Uh, 100 percent uh let me tell you like right now i think is the best mentality i've ever had when it comes to speed running and just like um uh, like like a lot of things i would i would take this back to like a competitive mindset um it can be really difficult uh to keep a good head on your shoulders if you're like doing runs over and over again and you keep messing up the same trick or like maybe not even the same trick you're just messing up enough to like not be able to pb um and in fact, it's like driven me to take breaks back when I was like less serious about streaming, but like still wanted to do it because um, I think one thing that like a lot of speedrunners can relate to um, if you grow like your audience based on one speed game, um, for example, for me, it's SA2. If you're not enjoying playing that speed game, you kind of like want to try to branch out a little bit. But then like obviously you're not doing as well number wise. So it's really demotivating. Um 
when you're trying to switch off games and that's just streaming in general well, like if you just have like a main game you stream like i think actually all streamers could relate to that so that further uh makes your mentality a little bit worse and it's actually partially what has driven me to take like multiple breaks on twitch um but this is definitely by far like the most serious i've taken it the most work i've put into like streaming nowadays because i've been streaming since uh since march since pretty much we got all like quarantined and stuff um and i'm really really enjoying it still even though the grind has been pretty hard recently because i've been playing it just so much more um uh, I, I it's it feels really rewarding once you like get those moments of like overcoming a pb though but um i i would say if if anybody like has like a really hard mental block the best thing is to just take a break from the game and then pick it up later uh, when you're ready, you know what I mean? Because like you, you can't force yourself. Because if if you press yourself in a negative mindset, you're just gonna um, push yourself deeper and deeper into it. Like you're just really trying to force yourself out of it, which is just not a healthy way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, that's those are some good words. Um, to end off the speed running topic. Uh, is there any advice you want to give to people who are looking to start speedrunning but don't know where or how to start? Yeah. Um, so literally think of any game, like literally any game that you like from your childhood. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, maybe one that you would like to revisit or maybe one that you'd be interested in, like potentially speedrunning or maybe just check the run out of it. Uh, just go to speedrun.com and type in the name of that game. There's almost definitely a community for it now maybe for some like more obscure games there might not be it's kind of rare at this point there there's pretty much a speedrunning community for every game um and whether that community be only three people large or 300 people or potentially even more um it doesn't really matter just pick a game that you like look at the speedrun and then figure out if you want to run it and when you're on the page of that speed game whatever it is that you decide um on the there's tabs on the site that will give you a link to a Discord that most communities have. Um, and there will also be a tab for resources if you're not really feeling like socializing with people, but you want to like see what's on, uh, like already uploaded just to the site as far as like tricks and guides and stuff. A lot of communities are pretty good about keeping up with that. Um, the smaller games, you might have to actually reach out to the other people, but um, that is definitely the easiest way to get started. Um, and then like also looking up like you'd be surprised there's so many games on like youtube and stuff like if i were to like i've been interested myself in actually potentially picking up twilight princess hd as a speed game um just for like something chill to run some days if you type in twilight princess hd speedrun tutorial um you'll probably find some videos on either tricks or like an actual like commentated all the way through uh video of the entire route like the entire game uh, in, in one place, which can be really convenient. I, I think people don't really like think to do that, which is fair. I mean, if you've never looked for like how to get into a speed game before, um, you wouldn't know, but it, it is really that simple. Just a, a small Google search of like speedrun tutorial of the game or going on speedrun.com will definitely lead you in the right direction. And that covers it for speed running. And now we're going to move on to our second topic of the podcast, which is is uh, just some game chat with Emerald because you play, a, you're a gamer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what games do you mostly play when you're not speed running? 
Um, well, honestly, uh, nowadays, not a whole lot. Um, I have, I do have some games that I still play, but you know, at, with the amount that I do stream, a lot of my free time, um, goes towards playing Sonic Adventure 2, like streaming and even off stream too, because you know, sometimes you got to practice, uh, some things that are kind of more boring for like the audience to see, um, but are necessary to improve. Um, so I play a lot of SA2 off stream as well, but, uh, recently I've been playing, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition and also been playing some Call of Duty Cold War in my free time. How is Cold War compared to other COD games? Um, honestly, I would say this that Cold War is pretty solid. Um, I was a die hard Call of Duty player, die hard Call of Duty player since uh, Black Ops had come out uh, on the 360 a long time ago. Um, I played. Uh, and was even in like sniping teams and trick shotting teams from like Black Ops all the way until Ghosts came out. And even, uh, sorry, excuse me. Um, after uh, Ghosts came out, Ghost was not very well received. It wasn't a very good game. I really didn't like playing it at all, and neither did a lot of my friends. Was um, it like the only good thing about Ghosts the dog? Or am I thinking of a different game? Um, you, I mean, it was a good kill streak. I think, I think ghosts did have dogs. Um, and I think it was a good kill streak, but like the gunplay was like not great. I mean, they had like some weird zombies mode that was like aliens. That was like, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh. It was like, honestly, that wasn't awful, but it wasn't good. It was, it didn't feel like zombies. It, and it really did feel like a spin off of zombies, you know? Like it was like, what is this? Like, why, <laughs> why don't we just have zombies if you're going to put this in the game, you know? But yeah, I give them props for trying something different, I guess. But like that was like kind of the story for like the next few years of Call of Duty, like um, uh, Advanced Warfare after that. And then I think after that was Infinite Warfare. Um, you know, Call of Duty was just year after year throwing out poopy games. And it was just like, come on, <laughs> come on. <where's laughs> the old Call of Duty I really like because like Black Ops uh, 2 was my favorite Call of Duty. I never um, played Black Ops Two. I've I've only ever played Black Ops One and Modern Warfare Three. Uh, that, are, that's my Call of Duty story. Those are honestly still good games. Um, I think you definitely missed out on uh, Modern Warfare Two. I didn't play Modern Warfare Two when it was in its prime, but even like when uh, we were playing Black Ops Two, um, we were going back and like playing like Modern Warfare Two sometimes because it was still like a really great game. But like a uh, Call of Duty, like afterwards has been pretty bad but i would say in the last couple years uh they've started to kind of get back to more of like what people want um but i don't blame them necessarily for trying new things because i feel like that was the biggest complaint from a lot of people playing call of duty for years it's just like oh it's just the same game every year and like we want something something different something more fun something just like more creative or innovative or something uh, and then when Call of Duty delivered, it was just not what people expected or not really, it didn't really go, I guess, the way that fans pictured. Um, but I would say, I guess, if we're talking specifically about Cold War, um, I my overall opinion of it actually is that I, I really enjoy it. Um, I've played every mode now, uh, zombies by far the least, but I completed the campaign. Uh, I played the multiplayer. Um Definitely, in my opinion, a lot better than Modern Warfare was, the most recent Call of Duty before this. 
because the, yeah the new modern warfare yeah yeah the new modern warfare the one that came out uh 2019 um be, because uh it really encouraged campy gameplay and like the maps were like insanely large uh so it really slowed down the gameplay which is just not something call of duty is really known for it's known for that it's 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 basically like a twitchy shooter twitchy arcade shooter that's like you know, meant to be fast paced and meant to be like, you're always on your toes and always spawning into people shooting you, which is like kind of bad at times. But, you know, that's like the draw of Call of Duty as opposed to like playing a game like Counter-Strike or something, which is more methodical and more carefully planned plays and more solid like aiming and stuff like that, you know. Um, time to get sweaty, essentially. Yeah, basically time to get sweaty. Heck yeah. And it's 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 a fun thing to do and like it's very mindless, um, but it is like, uh it's fun like to do well in uh and i really really enjoyed the campaign this time around i i think treyarch does a really great job with their campaigns and call of duty games a, a lot of times the campaigns are overlooked but i really really enjoyed this one actually yeah, yeah i loved the campaign in the first black ops it's probably it's a game campaign that stands out a lot to me Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of like how like very memorable a lot of the scenes were. Yeah, with all the stuff with Mason and the numbers, and then like the ending of it was really cool, and like it, it's just an all around. I think they they that's when they really started to take the story a little bit more uh, seriously in a sense of like being more creative with like how they wanted to tell stories and stuff, uh, rather than just having it be a basic like you're you're in this uh area of war during this time uh, like time period like world war ii or something you know um they're nazis go kill them yeah basically yeah they they actually decided to like really tell a story and i think that um is has always been one of treyarch's strong suits for sure when it comes to making call of duty yes uh any other games you want to talk about because i'm this is all you here sir this is this is your time to shine um well uh, let me think because like i think um right now as far as like games go it, i'm in a really weird spot because right now because like i'm I'm more so just like a streamer uh and less of just like a a, a casual gamer i i more so think about games that i want to play on stream um so honestly one thing i haven't done is play a lot of the there's there's actually a lot of sonic games i haven't played so i'm looking forward to playing um some casual sonic playthroughs on my stream and reacting to them for the first time and just seeing like how good or bad truthfully a specific game is like for example uh sonic the hedgehog from you know sonic 06 the the most notorious sonic game i would think yep um just played through that a few months ago on my stream uh and had a blast doing it because god was it awful god did it live up to its reputation i'll tell you what Um, oh yes i i I, i've played it through it as well i've beat i've beaten it as well mm -hmm. um i will say shadow probably had the easiest campaign of the three uh yeah i think i i agree i think for me the hardest part was playing silver just because it was it was hard getting used to silver's uh telekinesis uh powers and stuff because it just it it felt very clunky to me in the game a little Um, bit yeah but I mean, overall, I would say the game kind of felt clunky to me, but I, I, I did enjoy it. I, I had a great time, like because if you go in with the mindset knowing like the game is not going to be that great, uh, you can definitely have fun with it. And it, it was it was just a great like stream game for sure. 
But like going forward, I want to play like Shadow the Hedgehog, which I have played before, but it's been years, like years and years since I played that game. I played it originally when I was like eight. So did you um, ever get all the endings? No, definitely not. I think there's no way that little eight year old me did that because like I, I remember um struggling with a few of the missions there's one that sticks out in my mind where you're on like i'm pretty sure like uh the space colony arc actually or maybe just like one of the space colonies yeah you Uh, go to arc you go to arc a lot and there's a couple of arcs you have to like kill all the enemies and i think it's like all the human enemies but i had an issue where like i could just i literally just could not find one of them and i remember spending hours like looking for him but i don't remember if i did it i feel like i might have but then just not remembered what happened after but uh, yeah i've uh, i played that game again back in my first round of college uh, back in my good old lethbridge days is what i call them mm-hmm. when i re-got the game because i sold uh with my gamecube i originally sold like a bunk a bunch of the games uh never the console and we kept a few of the like mostly like the first party nintendo games except uh i think we sold our sunshine copy mm-hmm. um but uh there was a retro game store in the city and i went there and uh basically Every game that I used to own, I own again. Uh, and I have like over... I have one-fifth of the total GameCube games that came out in North America currently. Wow, that's so sick. I, yeah, my goal I, before I die is to collect every GameCube game. Heck yeah, that's so cool. I, I honestly um, wish I would have held on to all of my games growing up uh, because uh, a lot of times what I did was I, I traded them in because, you know, being a kid, you don't really have a way to get new games aside from trading in your old games to try to get new ones, you know? Um, so I did that a lot and I, 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 I like being older, I kind of wish I didn't, but it, it, I, I feel like so, so about it. Cause I would, lo- as much as I would love to have a great collection of games, um, I'm, I'm really happy that I did what I did because then I would have definitely missed out on the opportunity to play a lot of the games that I have played. So yeah, with, with me specifically, like I grew up with the game. I didn't get uh, another console. The Wii we got, I think a year after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until maybe 2013, 2013. Let me do my math. 2012. Yeah. I think 2013, eighth, ninth grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2013 is when I got my first Xbox and that was a 360. Okay. okay. And then uh, from there, the PS4, we got that i think a year after that came out mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's been my gaming history and then i have a switch now and whatnot and yeah uh, it's I was, been so, go ahead sorry uh, no you're fine i i was gonna say i've been pretty similar um because you know um growing up like i i never felt like i didn't have a lot you know like i always felt like i had everything i wanted but it was definitely like we were like the type of family to wait like a year and like a year or so after like consoles had come out before i got them and stuff i think except for maybe the wii i think i actually did get the wii like the first year it came out but like not like on release you know yeah um it might but, have been that too i don't really remember the wii was like a is foggy for me of when we got that mm-hmm. yeah me too because like i don't to me like in my brain like as a kid i don't remember when stuff was like coming out as far as like consoles i would just like kind of try to keep up with games but like I, I was I didn't have like a computer to be on much. So like my gaming news essentially came from either uh, Game Informer, I think after I was like 12 or something. And then like uh, I actually used to watch like uh, what is it like G G4 TV? Was that what it was? Oh, like yeah. G4. G- and now they're making that comeback now. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I mean, I don't have um, I actually don't have cable. I haven't had cable for a while, but like I because I spend I, I haven't felt the need for it because I spend all my time watching Twitch, YouTube and like maybe if I want like Netflix or like anime or something like that. But that's really cool that they're bringing it back, actually. <laughs> Yeah, they've been web. It's been web things all over. I remember I saw. I think it was a YouTube live stream of like, "Hey, it's a reunion thing going on." I'm like, "What?" I'm wondering I, how well that's gonna do, though. You know? Yeah, it's interesting to see because I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't really know what G4 was until you said it. Just said it right now. Like, I've had no clue what G4 was originally. I'm like, yeah, it was like it was just like like a a, a gaming centered like tv uh like channel basically but like they didn't have just that they had like i think they had like game shows too like i swear they had like um you know like america's it was something like ninja or something like you know the ones where they would do like the obstacle courses or are you oh, familiar with that it's um, like like takashi's castle sort of um like Wipeout. yeah it's like it's sort of like Wipeout, but it's meant to like not like it's it's like an obstacle course for humans to do basically and okay. it, it has things like similar to Wipeout, i guess i would say um yeah that sounds that's i i know of the shows i know that in canada we had a oh god i don't even remember what it was called but it was like a medieval type show of that where they had kids running an obstacle course and it was a medieval theme that sounds kind of cool what the heck uh, that sounds almost more interesting than the because like the, other than like they just called it something like america's like uh, like next top, I don't know. Like it was like some sort of ninja. Oh, oh, American Ninja Warrior, I think is what it was called. Um, but like there was nothing with like ninjas. It was literally just like these really in shape and athletic people going through these like crazy obstacle courses to try to like win some money. Um, it's basically whoever made it the farthest, who whoever made it to the end the fastest, like won the competition. So they were. Sp- running they were speed running <laughs> in a way it's actually true uh, uh, i i just looked up the the show it was called splat a lot oh for the medieval one yeah <laughs> what a goofy name it was a goofy splat. name it was it was wild we had some wild canadian programming honestly i'm, I'm very curious to see some of the differences i guess between like because i've heard you because i saw you guys like mentioning it like too in my stream before as yeah, well. we, l- legit. Yesterday we were talking about that. Like Canada, we so compared to like the U.S. Uh, t- stations and Canadian stations, there's like three, the big three. Like growing up kids, you have us: Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, and Disney in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. We now have we have all those now. Uh, but like back when I was growing up, we had uh, instead of Nick, we had YTV, um, which is basically. Uh, comboed some shows from Nick and Cartoon Network and then Teletoon took the remaining Cartoon Network shows and then we had Family Channel instead of Disney Channel which is basically Disney Channel but it had the live action Nickelodeon shows like Nes Declassified and Zoe 101 mm-hmm. and it um and everything thing, Disney basically and a few <laughs> original Canadian shows like Life with Derek and uh winging it i think that was what it was called where a guardian angel gets sent to this kid and he goes to high school with him and whatnot oh what the heck it was a good show um that's what they were and then eventually um nickelodeon became its own channel disney got its channel footing in canada eventually and uh but the other channels still exist except family i think i think family is now I don't think it's around anymore. Mm-hmm. 
But YTV still is because YTV is still like a big one for television um, for the young kids. And the funny funny thing about that one is uh, uh, when I say the name Carlos, I can't remember what his last name is. He used to be a host on the Zone program section, which was like the weekday night uh, cartoons, which used to be so a good section because they had Pokemon, Digimon, Jimmy oh, wow, Neutron, yeah. SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents. It was like a great time. And then right after mm-hmm. that, it would have like it would go into like um like after the zone it would have like a few cartoons and then it would get to YTV at night which has like which had Naruto, Dragon Ball, I think One Piece and Inuyasha. Mhm. That sounds really similar to Cartoon Network uh here in the US cuz like what they would do is um they would have just like the normal cartoons whatever whatever and then like um on the weekends um, they would have Toonami, which was like Naruto and um, like Zatch Bell and like shows like that. Um, and then like, but like during the week generally, and I think just super late on the weekends because Toonami would go from like, I think like six until like nine or 10 or maybe seven until 10. Um, and then it would go into Adult Swim at night, which was like kind of the definitely more adult shows, like more shows you would probably see on like, um, like Comedy Central, like Robot Chicken and stuff. But then they would also have anime. Like they had Inuyasha. They had like Ghost in the Shell, um, The Boondocks. Um, and they, I think, oh gosh, they, they, had a, they had a few of them for the most part. But it was like the more darker like anime shows that they yes. would play like super late at night. Yeah. You see, for us on Saturdays for YTV, we had, it was originally called The Vortex. Um, but then it got changed to crunch and that's where they played like, um, the, the, again, the more milder anime, like Beyblade. And I think oh, Power yeah. Rangers was on there. Certain seasons were at least mm-hmm. before family channel took over power Rangers. Uh, because again, of whole, the whole rights thing of who had what seasons were what, cause when it was Saban still before Disney bought them, it was on YTV for a bit. And mm-hmm. then Saban got bought by Disney and then. It was all on Family Channel for us. Uh, but they had, Disney had one of the best Power Ranger seasons, which was RPM. Best best Power what? Ranger se- season, hand down. The one that I watched the most, I think, was like, I think it was called like Power Rangers Mystic Rangers? Mystic Force. Mystic Force, Mystic Force. Yeah, that Mystic was the one. Mystic Force is eh. I honestly, I could see that. I I don't have a lot of exposure to like the other Power Rangers uh like series, but I definitely remember watching that one the most. And I think I think that one was on ABC Family. Yep, yep, that was because that is Disney era. Disney era started with I want to say it was either Wild Force or the one right after it, mm. and then is it Wild, went to RPM. Is Wild Force the one with the dinosaurs? No, that would be either the original or Dino Thunder. Okay. Or there was... Dino Charge now because modern era Saban brought right. back dinosaurs. And they're bring and now Hasbro is getting their dino season in with Dino I don't even remember what it's called. It's like Dino Fury or something like that. So they're still making like and again, I haven't had cable in a while, so <laughs> they're still making Power Rangers like new. Yeah, like, so yeah, the so uh sick. we're we're on the Hasbro era now because Hasbro has the rights to Power Rangers because merchandise. Of course, they gotta sell. Um and they started the with Beast Morphers, I think was their first one. Mm-hmm. I 
I vividly remember growing up, like I didn't like I liked Power Rangers uh, and I, I've, I've seen more than Mystic Force, definitely. But I just don't remember much except for Mystic Force. Yeah, um, usually like people played, remember. Don't re- oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I, I played like a, a video game that was like a Power Rangers game. And like, I would like to like, honestly, look it up at some point. But like, it was such a fun game. And, and I know it had dinosaurs Um, like uh, I think it was on PS2. I don't know if you ever played any of those games. Uh, the I um, remember I played one PlayStation 2 game uh, at a friend's place, and it was Disney Skate. Disney Skate? <laughs> what? Yeah, so it was. That's a weird game where there's there's a, they did a speed run of that game at the GDQ. I don't think it was a GDQ. I think it was just GDQ mm-hmm. this if past it was- year. Yeah, if it was this year, it was probably just a a normal GDQ because that that's what they've been doing for like the online stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, it was online. Yeah, so it, they did that, and uh, it, it's a speed run, all right. It was it was <laughs> they have a sponsor. There was like a, literally a sponsored mission in the game where you collect ringtones for your whatever phone was like popular at the time. Oh boy, yeah, that and you just that. dance to them. Some video games that have like those like plugs in there i think are really funny like the way that they do it but hey if it gets the game out there i'm i'm all about games having to sell out i actually so i just looked up the game by the way it is it's power rangers dino thunder that's the one that i played uh, on ps2 that game was really fun to me as a kid now is it actually a good game Eh, who's to say but you know it was it was really fun uh when i was I, i i had to be like I played it before I moved to Virginia from Illinois. So I had to be before it was before I was eight years old. So it was like right around the age of like, like five to seven, somewhere around there. And I really enjoyed it. So, wow. Um, I think with that, uh, is there anything else you want to add before we move on to the bonus level? Uh, I mean, I'm sure I could talk for hours, but not particularly. Nothing comes off to like off the top of my head. So, all righty. Uh, with that, then we are moving right into the bonus level to, uh, which has a little, our fun little bonus topics that we always bring up. Starting with this day in gaming history, uh, do you know what happened December thirteenth, two thousand three, Emerald? Um, no, I don't. What happened? Uh, the PSX was released in Japan, combining a PlayStation Two and a DVD player. I've actually heard of that because I, I'm as far as I know, there's actually relating this back to speedrunning i think there's actually some versions of playstation 2 games that are like better ran on the psx or something or maybe exclusive to the psx i'm not exactly sure but i've definitely seen uh games ran at games unquick that said like the platform that it played on was psx which is interesting huh do you know how much uh, it cost when it was a when it first came out no much around 1000 US dollars. Okay. Who's who's paying that back in 2003, honestly? Uh, yes. Uh, the achievement of the week this week is of course going to be in Cyberpunk 2077 and it's breathtaking. Uh, which is to collect all the items that belong to Johnny Silverhand. Uh, the game to look out for this week is Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend because that's really the only notable game that's coming out this week. And that's the bonus level. Where can we find you on the internet, Emerald? Um, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Emerald, but Emerald is spelled with no A and two Ds. So it's E-M-E-R-L 
DD. And with that exact same spelling, you can find me on uh, Twitter as well and on YouTube. Excellent. And of course, you can find Tony's Game Lounge over on Twitter at Radio Tony, on Instagram and Twitch at Tony's Game Lounge. And we try to stream every Monday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday afternoons. Finally finished Melody of Memory, which was a great game. And uh, I legit yesterday decided to practice uh, some runs for Super Liminal because there's a 35-minute trophy in the game. Ooh. Uh, and cool. I got it in my practice run. So I'm like, oh, looks like I'm not streaming that now because I don't need to. <laughs> so uh had to change that channel point reward because I swore I would never touch that game again. But then they changed the <laughs> trophy in it. And so I'm like, ah, might as well. Right. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Emerald. It means a lot. It's been a, quite a fun time. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, thank you for having me on, for sure. I, I, and I will definitely try to get you on in the future uh, when I know what 2021 looks like for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and thank you, the listener, for tuning into this week's episode. Tune in next week uh, for a brand new episode in the last episode of 2020, because I'm not recording during Christmas, because... Fair Christmas. enough. It's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I will see you next week in the game lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. Be sure to follow us on your streaming platform and follow us on Instagram. Tune in every Sunday for new episodes. 